I wonder how many of us really believe that. All that we need is God. On August 28, 1963, in Washington, D.C., on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial and beyond, 250,000 people gathered to hear Dr. Martin Luther King give his I Have a Dream speech. That speech that day electrified the crowd. I have a dream, he said. I have a dream that one day my four little children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but the content of their character, and on and on. I have a dream. The speech that hot day in August looked forward to a day, a better day for all people. At least that was the hope. No matter what their color, creed, or political persuasion. Many did not think the dream was possible. At least in their lifetime. After all, it was just a dream. Yet a little over 45 years later in Washington, D.C., 1.8 million people gathered from the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, past the Washington Monument, all the way through the National Mall, up to the steps of the Capitol Building to watch an African American be sworn in as President of the United States of America. I have a dream, Dr. King said. As I watched part of that inauguration on Tuesday, the the festivities that went around, I saw many people standing with looks of, of awe on their face. And some, I guess you could even say, of disbelief. There were some that were shedding tears. Some people looked like they were filled with hope. As he took the oath of office on that historical moment, you could have cut the emotion with a knife. For some, what happened on Tuesday was a dream fulfilled. I have a dream. Some people are building their hopes almost completely on President Barack Obama. Well, only time will tell. Isn't it amazing how one event... You know, I was thinking in the first service, at this point in the service, I've got your attention, don't I? You're all thinking, what in the world is he going to say? I love that. I love that. (laughs) But isn't it amazing how one event in time can change everything? One event, one experience can make the difference in the lives of many people. The first Sunday of this month, we talked about one of those life-changing events, those life-changing experiences in the Old Testament. We looked at Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. If you'll turn there with me, please, at this time. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. It was Isaiah's vision right into the throne room of God. Let's look at it together again. Isaiah 6, verses 1 through 8. Please follow along as I read. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on the throne, high and exalted, and the train of his throne, or the train of his robe filled the temple. 
Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Lord, we bow before you this morning in humble praise, in humble expectation for what you might want to say to us today. So Lord, I pray that you give us open hearts and minds and ears to hear a word from you. Lord, we want to see you in Jesus' name. Amen. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. That, that one experience was one of the major defining moments in the life of Isaiah. That one experience at that time in his life changed everything. I have seen the King. Events, experiences that change our lives. In some people's minds, certain inaugurations are those events, experiences that that change their lives. For others, for Isaiah in this case, a throne room vision. A vision into the throne room of God changed his life. For me, these, these experiences that we have can be put into two basic categories. The first category is is what I call earth-based experiences. Over against heaven-based experience. Kingdom of this world experiences over against kingdom of God experiences. Now, both of these experiences can change our lives in different ways. And both can have temporal and even eternal implications. The problem is, I think, that far too many people are satisfied with earth-based kingdom of this world experiences and neglect or stop short of or don't have faith to receive heaven-based kingdom of God experiences such as the one Isaiah had. Some people in this world today live their whole lives looking for the next earth-based big experience. Brothers and sisters, none of us here this morning, can really say, here am I, send me. What we want to say to God this year, here am I, send me. None of us can really say that unless and until we have a transformational, heaven-based kingdom of God experience. A work of God's grace in our life that prepares us for works in His kingdom. I have seen the King. 
a life-changing experience for Isaiah, and it can be for us too. What does it take to see the king? What has to happen for me or for you to see the king? Well, in the context of, of Isaiah's throne room of God seen, his vision, it takes, first of all, desperation. In order for me to see the king, I, I, I need to come to the point of, of desperation. In the year that King Uzziah died, upheaval, turmoil, uncertainty, desperation, I saw the Lord. In this scene, at this time in Isaiah's life, he was desperate for God to reveal himself to him. He was desperate. His life had turned all upside down. He was desperate for a word from God in the midst of his circumstances, his situation. He was desperate and God showed up. That, that's, so, that's so often how it works. It, it, it works that when we are down in the depths of the valleys, when we, are, when we are desperate for God, when it seems like we're on the worst day of our lives, in the worst day of our lives, that's when God shows up. Again, the, the problem is we too many times stop too short of what God wants to do in our lives. Isaiah said, I have seen the king desperate, desperate. Honestly, I guess, you know, if we were honest with each other, we would all have to say that we're all desperate for God, wouldn't we? We're all desperate for him. But sometimes we don't know it or, or we refuse to acknowledge it. We live our lives too much, it seems, as if God doesn't matter. We just go on with life. We give God this little portion of our lives, this little segment. Maybe it's Sunday morning. Whatever it is, we give God this little segment of our lives. The rest of our lives, it's as if God doesn't even matter. Or, or, or that He has no, no real say in our lives. See, for Isaiah, God mattered. God mattered. For some of us, God has become simply an accessory. Something we put on and take off as the situation determines. Is it any wonder, brothers and sisters, that God doesn't show up more often? Or God doesn't reveal Himself powerfully more often in our day and age? When so many of His people live as if He doesn't matter? I know there's people here this morning that are in desperate situations. And sometimes, people who are painfully aware of their desperation hold it against God. Rather than allowing God to use our desperation to reveal Himself to us. What does it take to see the King? What does it take? It takes desperation. Are you desperate for God? No matter what your circumstance is, I don't care if life's good or bad, no matter what your circumstance is, are you desperate for God? And again, I know that many people are desperate in life. 
life situations for many people sitting here today are, are at least close to desperate. I, I want to say to you with all the emotion that I can muster, don't give up. Don't give up. Hang in there. In your desperation, seek God with all your heart. In the midst of your dark valley, seek God with all your heart. That's where He wants to reveal Himself to you and me. You see, our God knows your situation. And just at the right time, He will reveal Himself. How do you know that, Pastor Chuck? Well, it just happened so many times down through the centuries. God's not hiding from you. God doesn't keep His Himself, His presence from you. It's just that sometimes we're living our lives as if He doesn't matter. So why would He show up? Why would He reveal Himself to us? We don't care. I have seen the King, Isaiah said. God often reveals Himself most powerfully in the midst of deep, painful desperation. May this exclamation come from, the, from, from your mouth and mine in the days to come. May this exclamation come from our lips. I have seen the King. Perhaps we should practice, you know, get our mouths around that, kind of form that in our mouths so when it comes, we'll be used to it. I have seen the King. Let's say it together. I have seen the King. My prayer is that you will be able to exclaim that from the mountaintops because in the, in the depths of your desperation, you sought God like never before and He revealed Himself to you. I have seen the King. I pray, Lord, that it would be so. I pray that it would be so in the lives of my brothers and sisters sitting, sitting here this morning. I pray that You would reveal Yourself powerfully to all of us. Just give us a glimpse, God. Just a glimpse. We are desperate for You. Every single one of us. We are desperate for You. I have seen the King. What else does it take to, to see the King? First of all, desperation. Yes, desperation. In the year that King Uzziah died, desperate, I saw the Lord. What else does it take to see the king? I think it also takes a longing. A longing for God. A longing for a touch from God. A hunger for Him. To the point that it hurts. Have you ever wanted something so much that it, that it just hurt? It's right in my chest. I can feel it. It's heavy. It's pressing on me. It, it hurts. I want something so much. C.S. Lewis said, the problem is not that we want too much. It's that we settle for too little. Do you have a, a deep down in your soul longing for God? I mean... I mean, a longing, it comes when God has His proper place in your life. If you've never experienced a deep longing for God, perhaps it's because he's, He doesn't have His rightful place in your life. To see God, to really catch a glimpse of Him, 
We must long for Him in such a way that it, it just hurts. I remember when I was dating my wife, Carla. I had this thing in my chest all the time. Uh, some might call it my heart, whatever. But it was this, this thing. It, it, some, some days it would press in and I thought it would just crush my heart. I just, uh, other days it would just push out. You know, just this, this longing, whenever I wasn't with her, I had this longing to be with her. The one I love. I, I had this longing to be with her and I couldn't wait to see her next. Now, now, now wait a minute. Maybe that's it. Maybe with God, we need to have that kind of a longing. You know, that's on a human level, but you know what I mean? It's just that longing that I just can't wait till the next time I'm with the Father. A longing for God that, that even drives us daily to live a Psalm 139, 23, and 24 life. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Search me, O God. A longing that drives us to say, if there's anything between my soul and the Savior, Lord, cleanse me. Socrates, he said one time, the unexamined life is not worth living. Search me, O God. Oh God, I just long for You. Shine Your light on me. Woe to me, I am ruined. Cleanse me. Make me clean. Touch my lips. Cleanse me. That cry for desperation, or that, that, that cry from a desperation uh, it leads to a longing for God springing up from the depths of our souls. I have seen the King. Most of us are far too casual with God. Far too comfortable and satisfied with our our shallow relationship with Him. And it's past time, I think. I know. It's past time to really get serious about our walk with Christ. It's past time to really put ourselves into this 100%. What do you think? So serious that God shows up when we're desperate. I have seen the King. Now, it is true that God said, I'll be with you always. He's with His children always. What's this showing up business, Pastor Chuck? Well, God is. He's with us always. But there are certain times in, in the life of God's children that there's just extra Revelation. There's a special revelation that comes out of a, a heart of desperation or a longing for God. That's what I want. I have seen the King. I have seen the King. God, give me a glimpse, an affirmation, or whatever else you want to call it. I just need you. I'm desperate for you. I want to long for you. Isaiah had had a time like that in his life. In the year that King Uzziah died, this desperate time, I saw the Lord. He longed for God and God, if you will, showed up. 
What kinds of things happen when God comes, when He reveals Himself to us, when He does a work of grace in our lives? What kind of thing happens? Well, transformation happens. Deliverance happens. Spiritual honesty happens. What happens when God reveals Himself to people like you and me? Listen to Christie's story, or, or Cindy's story, rather. I had a very normal family growing up. My sister and most girls were extremely mean to me because I came out to find out that I was the pretty girl. I became interested in alcohol, marijuana, and sex at the age of 13. I was grounded 90% of my life in high school. The guy that I dated and I wanted to spend the rest of my life with, I got pregnant, had a miscarriage. A year later, in a drunken rage, this man I loved more than anything else turned into a monster. He took my keys, my phone, pushed me around and threatened my life. I fought him off, but he choked me, spit on me, then tried to abuse me, and then held a loaded gun at my neck all night long. The next day I called 911 and had him arrested. Then I had a DWI, dropped out of school, and all these other things happened. At the lowest point in my life, I went to see a counselor. One counseling session, I told her that I knew what I needed in my life to be happy and succeed. I knew something was missing, and I knew it was God. But for whatever reason, I could not let him in. She had me write down how I see myself and how I think God sees me. It was a huge step in the healing process. Shortly after, a friend invited me to church. This church introduced me to God and to a life that I did not know existed. I know my life will never be perfect, and I have a lot, of, a lot left to learn. I'm only 22. But my heart is filled with peace and love and forgiveness and a happiness that I never had before. I have a longing... I have a longing to know Christ. I have forgiven myself for a lifetime filled with self-destructive patterns. I've let go of my fears and anxieties. And I've given myself completely to God. I truly believe God has a special plan for me and loves me more than I could ever imagine. Cindy's story. What happens when we see the King? Transformation happens. Deliverance happens. I have seen the King. Brothers and sisters, this year, here am I. Send me. Before we can get there, many of us need the next work of grace from God in our lives. Many of us sitting here need a work of grace, God's grace, in our lives. Some people put their hopes and dreams in presidents and others. But I have a dream too. I have a dream that, that all of us sitting here this morning and everyone that was sitting in the first service, that all of the people in this family of faith would this year because we seek God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because we will, we, will, we will base our lives on the promise that if you seek Him, you'll find Him when you seek Him with all your heart. <clears throat> My dream is that all of us will have the experience of seeing the King. 
that all of us can exclaim from the depths of our souls, sometimes this year, I have seen the King. Brothers and sisters, that experience will change your life and mine. Again, some put their hopes and dreams completely in the laps of presidents and rulers and leaders, people. As for me, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground. seems to hide his face I rest on his unchanging grace in every high and stormy gale my anchor holds Amen. on Christ the Son Would you put a longing in our soul for you? Lord, at our most desperate moment, help us to reach out to you. Help us to see the King. Lord, would you just take us and draw us closer to you because of that deep longing in our soul. We are desperate for you, Lord. In Jesus' name, let's stand together. As we sing the final song, I know, I know that there's people sitting here today that are really desperate. So as we sing, if you want to, if you feel led to, just come and bring your desperation to God. And my prayer is that you will see the King. Let's sing together.
yes, Lord. Uh, our answer is yes. Whatever your question is, whatever you want us to do, the answer is yes. Here we are, Lord. Send us. Use us. Whatever needs to happen in my life, in the lives of all the folks in this family of faith, whatever needs to happen to prepare us for works of service in your kingdom, may it happen, Lord. Make us desperate for you. Help us to long for you. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.